So the big story, of course, is Trump uh, not only having been indicted for some sort of federal electioneering law violations, but also that he was arraigned very recently and apparently was uh, under seal until today. And they finally gave the complaint out uh, regarding Trump. And it, it, it's it's a joke. Look, I... What we could go over, there'll be three things we talk about today. One is the Trump indictment. The second thing is about the transgender uh, killer in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and the implications of that. And then finally, uh, chat GPT and my personal thoughts about it and what we can learn from that. So those are three topics. Let's go back to the uh, Trump indictment, though. And he pled not guilty. There was little fanfare. There was no stories of people rioting in the streets. Uh, Eric Adams, of course, said, you know, this is a law-abiding society. And, uh, you know, as if as, as if the, the conservative hoodlums are about to come in, you know, because that's what we do. We're hoodlums. We, we're against law and order while we say we are for law and order. And they, the New Yorkers, they're the ones that love law, law and order. They've always been so. Uh, so, you know, for that brief period that Giuliano was, ma- was mayor, but but I digress. Okay. So... What's interesting about this indictment, uh, Devin, and Devin Goodman with us again today. Thank you very much for being with us. What's interesting about this particular uh, story is the breathtaking short-sightedness of the the left. Now, I've heard it said that the left wants Trump to be the nominee on the theory that uh, it'll be great for him to run against Biden because he's the only one that could lose to Biden. Okay, I, I, I don't, I don't believe. First of all, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the left are so clever that they feel the best way to prop up Trump to make him the nominee is by arresting him, uh, and and thereby galvanizing support. It's it's some sort of very complex diabolical plan. No, I, I think Occam's razor, which means the simplest explanation is usually the right one. I think the Occam's Razor theory tells us that the reason why they want to arrest him is because they want him out of the picture. They want him to be so marginalized and that people will think of him as such a uh, a toxic man that he's a criminal and why should we vote for this man? On the contrary, they, they want him out. They don't want him as the nominee. Are you kidding? It, it doesn't make sense. That The effect is that they're going to make him the nominee. They might actually make him get him reelected as a result of all this. It's too early to tell. Uh, God willing, he would be reelected. But uh, no, the reason why they're doing this is because they are terrified of him. They know that he is the most likely to beat uh, Biden, or for that matter, any Democrat that they put up, because the, the uh, contrast between what Biden has delivered to this country and what Trump had delivered in this country uh, prior to 2021 uh, is so palpable, so clear that uh, I think they're really terrified. That they, they, they know. So the last thing they want is, is Trump on the scene, and they would prefer DeSantis. And you know, once they uh, get rid of Trump, they, the theory goes, uh, then they'll turn their target to uh, to um, uh, to DeSantis. Exactly, and the the. Thing that I would add to that, and I agree with everything you say, is that they want whatever position Trump took, whatever one that really made them hate it, 
they want to send a message to any future campaign, even DeSantis, that if you take this position or do this thing that Trump did, and I don't know what it is, but it's got to be a message, we will continue to harass and prosecute you even out of office. This is a chilling effect to anyone who will allow themselves to get off their thought idea, whatever, and I'm not sure, actually, I don't really understand why they hate them so much, what it, they've never been clear about that, but I'm pretty sure they're trying to send a message that this ends and no one ever can have his position. Yeah, you, you got it spot on. I mean, look, the reason why they hate him is, I mean, it's it's good that you wonder why why they hate him. It's not because of the mean tweets. They, they couldn't care less about that. It, it, uh, and I'll prove the point. Let's say he made a whole bunch of mean tweets, and in fact, the exact same ones that he had done in the past, you know, about um, Rosie O'Donnell, right? Uh, and uh, whoever, okay? And, and uh, but he was a terrible president. He failed in every effort that he ever undertook. His promises all uh, fall to the wayside. He accomplishes nothing. In- inflation goes way up. Unemployment goes way up. Uh, all the terrible things. And of course, he can't seal the border because he had promised. And so what a loser he is. Do you think they would give a crap about the, the tweets? They would say, look, you played your game with this, uh, you know, rich boy, this rich white boy. He didn't know what he's doing. And look where he led us. Thank you very much. We'll take back the country. That's what they wouldn't hate him. They would just say, look, he was ineffective. I don't hate Jimmy Carter. Right. I mean, but he was a terrible president. He was just remarkably ineffective. And he just had no business being in the White House. The reason why people hate Trump is because he was so damn efficient. He was so damn effective. That's the reason why they hate him. And, and because you can't, you can't get your liberal friend to tell you why they actually hate Donald J. Trump. They can't. They, they'll say maybe, you know, random things like, uh, uh, you know, he's a racist. Uh, he, um, he, he hates uh, Mexicans. Uh, he declared all Mexicans rapists, whatever like that. Right. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, like, you don't really believe that, you know, if you actually look at the context. So, but, and it doesn't make any sense. And he's also an anti-Semite, right? He hates Jews uh, somehow, right? Uh, and you can argue around those, but just like, really, seriously, you know, take away all the madness. What did you feel that he failed to do? Okay, what, where was he ineffective? Where was he bad? And they won't be able to come up with anything. The reason why they hate him so much is precisely because he was so damn effective. And all they had to throw at him were, were these concoctions of racism and anti-Semitism that just didn't, they weren't real. They, they were all totally fake. This whole, you know, good people on both sides thing. Really, that's, that's all you have? That's your answer? I, I think not. So you're, you're, you're toast on this argument. But let me, let me just kind of focus on this because I, I know you want to get, make a point here. Uh, the, um, they're scared of him. They're really, really scared of him. And what fascinates me is not, you know, because I, I really don't buy the argument that they, they are purposely doing this in order to prop Trump up. They wouldn't do that. They would do something else. If they wanted Trump to be the nominee, they would give to his campaign. They would... <laughs> Uh, and encourage advertisements uh, for his campaign. They would work with him one way or the other to make sure to get rid of DeSantis, get rid of anybody else who might be running, and then they have him 
as the nominee, right? But it's not happening, of course. So what is this, tough love? Is that, is that the idea? Anyway, the short-sightedness of this is what I want to talk about now, which is uh, presuming that I'm right about this, and I am, <laughs> that, that they're doing this to destroy him, not to build him up, uh, because that's the obvious thing. That's the Occam's razor, like I said. The reason why, um, the, the breathtaking short-sightedness of this, this will fail, this, this case. It doesn't stick for so many reasons. One is the statute of limitations. The other one is that you can't federalize this, this state court issue. So they don't have the standing to pursue this. Uh, and then they have to show intent, uh, which is another big problem of theirs. And this was, this, this was never, this never happened before. And then of course they have to worry about the fact that what about their own team that has done this and much worse. Um, and then secondly, I guess finally on my point, they call it hush money payments. Guess what? It's not a hush money payment. It's a settlement payment. Okay? It's a nuisance value. They want to call it hush money just like they say good people on both sides was a racist comment. It wasn't. Okay? We, we don't need to buy into this. It was a nuisance payment. This woman uh, claimed that she had an affair with him. Uh, he dropped 130000 on her, which to you and me is about 10 bucks. And said, go away. That's it. So uh, it, it's nonsense. It, it will fall apart. And then they'll have egg on their face. Let's see what happens then. And I just want to say, like, just to make it clear with the um, with Trump and the little I know about him and the stories I've heard from people is he is a germaphobe. And this like the liberal side, they don't take the time to learn anything about their enemy, like the the little tape that supposedly Russia had, he's a germaphobe. That would never happen. Like her and her past, God bless her heart, I want the best for her, but her past for a germaphobe is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're, you're right. I mean, I think, I think that's one aspect of it, but I don't think it's even a solid defense to it. I mean, you know, then you get into the weeds of, okay, well, he wouldn't go out with her because he doesn't, because he doesn't like to get germs and he's just not that type, but you know, he's had affairs and everything else. So one way or the other, uh, you know, he's, you know, you could say, look, I'm going to presume for the sake of discussion that this Stormy Daniels and he had a think, okay, fine. Throw some money her way, get, you know, he didn't want to let his wife know that's not our business, right? Okay, you, you, can, you can judge him and say that he's not the most moral man because he committed adultery. All right, got it, understood. Uh, but every great president had, had their issues. So this is not the real issue. They're not concerned about adultery, right? They're, they're trying to frame this in, in a dastardly way that is so complex that a jury won't understand it for one thing. Uh, frankly, I don't know that I understand it very well, but but they want you to to think that he played this game for the sake of $130,000, really? Really? Like I said, that's $10 to you and me. That's that's it. All right. So they don't think about consequences. They don't they they just think what feels good for that moment and then they go with it. And no one stops to say, "Well, how might this play out?" Uh, what's his name? Bragg. Yeah. First name, I forgot. Alvin, Alvin Bragg. Yeah. How about how about this play out, Alvin? What what's the other side of the fence on this on this story? Uh, I don't know. Let's just do it. So that they're just, I think, I think their vision of the future is very cloudy. You know, they don't see the future. They don't. They don't even know that there is such a thing as the future. I I, I wonder about that. But it's the same thing as the um, the transgender thing, for example, where, you know, you 
you, you encourage boys to be girls and vice versa. And then you will wonder whether or not there's, there's a society anymore. Uh, you, you decide that you should defund the police. And then you think that that will somehow improve the crime situation. Uh, you, you decide that you're not going to focus on the border. So you're going to improve the immigration crisis. Uh, you decide to cut off the spigot for oil and the pipelines and everything, and you think somehow that won't have an impact on oil prices. You you you, you dump trillions of dollars into the economy, and, and then think it won't have an impact on inflation. It'll be transitory, right? It's in the system, whether we like it. It's feeding itself now, right? And it's it's going to create a big problem for for years to come until it settles again. Um, and, and so many other things, I mean, including the COVID shutdown, and they shut down everything, and you give off stipends to everyone and, and then expect people to want to work again. They, they don't think ahead. That's my point, right? And, and this is my, my biggest point is that they, they'd never include God in the picture, right? So they take away God because, you know, it doesn't, it feels good not to have God. And that won't change anything. Well, but it, but it will change. It, it will change everything. The consequences will be severe. You just don't see it right now, okay? I see it. Devin, you see it, but uh, I, I don't think they do. That's, that's the takeaway that I have from this. And I agree with you. And just to expound it, like, is the economy and economics something that we discover that the Lord created for us, that God gave us, or is it something that they can just figure out and do whatever they want for? Right. Is your gender something a miracle, an absolute miracle that God gave us, or again, is it just something, it's like a tabula rasa that we can play with and create it? The, the question is, and they consistently answer this question for us, is there a God or is it them? Because they absolutely believe in God, but they're just looking in the mirror. Yeah. Wow. That, okay. Yes. I, I, I like that. They, they do indeed uh, think that they can contort everything, that they have no sense of God. I mean, we agree with that, right? So- so therefore, uh, we're just left with this stuff and there's nothing holy about a girl being a girl and a boy being a boy. There's no sense that this is God-given and that we might want to just work with what we have and make the best of it uh, and maybe push through on this. Instead, they, they decide, well, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's no God, therefore there's nothing that was God-given and uh, we just have to work with what we have. And if you don't like being a girl, well, we'll make you a boy, don't you worry. Um, of course, the, the devastation, I mean, I, okay, another great example of how they fail to see the future since we're talking about transgendered. So this guy, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, I think his, his name is, right? You know, I, I know they want me to call him a her, but ain't, that ain't happening, okay? We, I, look, if you do that, folks, you are participating in a lie, okay? Uh, you're, you're dovetailing into their, their madness because it is madness, right? If, if somebody told you, hey, I'm Jesus, Right? Would you say, "Oh, your holiness"? Uh, you know, I'm, I, I can't. Let me wash your feet. I'm so. Will you? Will you baptize me, Jesus? Of course not. You wouldn't say that. And likewise, if somebody said he was Napoleon, I wouldn't call him your, you know, your your holiness or your your excellency or anything else like that, or George Washington. I, it, it, obviously, but they want you to call them the opposite sex, where you're you're more likely to be Jesus, in my opinion, than than a girl is to be a boy. Yeah. What do I know? I mean, maybe you're the second coming of, of, of Jesus, for all I know, right? Or Napoleon, if, 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 you know, who knows? Maybe you are Napoleon, right? If you believe in the, the, the transfer of souls. But let's not get to that. The point is, 
that John, uh, not John Mulvaney, um, Dylan Mulvaney, right? So he thinks that it's just going to be awesome to be a girl. Maybe he did it for celebrity purposes or whatever. Let's forget about that for a second. So he goes about the process of getting all sorts of surgery. I don't know if he cut off his penis. Uh, I, I don't really, frankly, care. Um, but I know that he had some facial reconstruction surgery to be more feminine looking. Um, he looks like a freak, but that's another story. Uh, and then it goes on. I mean, I, I got to credit, credit him for his honesty. Then he goes on, on TikTok and complains that nobody wants to kiss him. <laughs> that, that, that men don't want to date him. Like, okay. It's like, could it be? That's because there are plenty of other real women out there in the world and they don't have to choose you. Could it be that you're a freak, sir? Could you be? Could it be that you're unpleasant at the very least? Put aside the word freak, okay? I don't believe this guy is transgendered. Okay, I, I, I think he's playing the game. That's just that's my personal opinion, right. right? But people will will see you as a freak, whether you whether you realize it or not. Okay, I understand. Let's say you have a real dysphoria, a real gender dysphoria. Hey, you know what? You deserve my pity, my sympathy. I'm sorry that you're going through this. That is your own personal torment, and I wish you the best plowing through it, get, you know, getting on the other side of that. And, and more, more importantly, accepting it, okay? But don't tell me that I have to play the game and that somehow tell you and, and agree with you this is normal. It's not, all right? That's it. Right. It's almost as if, like, he's telling us we can't say what he's doing is wrong. We can't judge that. But then if someone else wants to exhibit a preference by not wanting to date him, again, they're the wrong ones. Yes. It's narcissism at its height. Yeah. And what they want to do is they don't want us to check for pronouns. They don't want us to, they want us to not know the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah. They want to erase both of them, which is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a really big focus on my new book, uh, The Kids Are All Right. And I, I, I've just finished that, that chapter on the, the transgender chapter about how to deal with tra transgenderism and to, you know, when you're talking to your kids about it, at least. Um, what's fascinating is that they, that, that if you're not celebrating them, if you're not using the pronouns that you, that they want you to use about them, you're a hater. See, it's not enough to be accepted or tolerated, right? I mean, everyone agrees, you know, just because somebody is, uh, has a dysphoria, you shouldn't beat them up. Okay. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, the, the guy wants to dress up in, in women's clothing. Okay. That's his issue. All right. You know, you see him on the street. Okay. Leave him alone. Of course we would, it goes without saying we wouldn't even, it wouldn't enter my mind our, our minds to giggle at him, even let alone beat him up. Right. And we're not going to do that, but they want much more. They want you to celebrate them, to bark like seals. No, better yet to, to act like people uh, sell, you know, applauding uh, Kim Jong-un's speeches in North Korea and, and smile all along and keep on clapping until your hands are blistered. That's what they want, okay? And so we can all pretend along with them. That, that no, 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 no. It's, it's you know, blacks don't expect us to, uh, to, to force us to listen to, you know, um, you know, what was rock and roll and jazz and, and everything else. No, Tolerate, intolerance, yes. Not to, not to discriminate, absolutely. But to force us to 
see their lap dances and drag queen performances and that we have to now have pornographic materials and the kids are now going to be told that they might very well be transgendered. We're supposed to accept that. And if we don't accept that, then we're bigots and we're, we're fascists, no less. No, no sir. Okay. And, and like I say in my book, like, I, we're Jewish, you and I. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't say, well, you know, unless you uh, put all sorts of stars of David, uh, you know, wear a star of David shirt all the time, and, and then put a bumper sticker that says Jews rock on it. Well, then I consider you a hater. No, I, you're, you're not a hater if you don't do that. You're a hater only if you actually hate on us. If you actually say, you know, Jews are awful or whatever it might be. Okay. Or, or say that we shouldn't get certain jobs or, or whatever. But no, it's different in the transgender world. You are an evil person. If you like the hockey player uh, who, who was Christian and he said, look, I, a little too wimpy, in my opinion. He, he was like, well, you know, I respect them, but I feel, you know, my Christian faith. I just don't feel good about it. He, what he should have said is, I'm not doing it, okay? It's just not, I don't have to explain to you why. I don't need to celebrate. I, I, don't, want, I don't want anyone hurt. I, I tolerate you and everything else, but don't expect me to bark for you, okay? That's it. That's all he had to say. But then they came after him so hard and they said, this is the oppression, like it's oppression that we don't celebrate. We don't have the flag, you know, all the, the, the rainbow flag lights lighting up and, and we don't, you know, uh, one, one person decides not to tape his hockey stick in the rainbow colors. That's oppression for you. Really? Yeah. So not the Holocaust. No, 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 no. Whether or not somebody decides not to put a rainbow flag colored on his hockey stick, that's oppression. Exactly. And it's just one of those things where it is about control. And I, it's not coming from them. This is just a step. And it, 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 like if this doesn't stop, and I hope it does, they're going to be major victims of it. Because when they start making us go into trains, they're also going to be forced into it. They have to get rid of the people, the true believers who are just obviously insane, and they're not going to help their new world order come to terms. They're just a step to destroy the children, to destroy families, to destroy relationships. And if you want to stay by yourself and do your own thing, that's one thing. Once you start going into elementary schools, once you start forcing it down, someone else's child's throat. That's the problem. It's not what you do for yourself, not what you do with your friends, not what you do with people who will tolerate it. It's when you start messing behind people's backs yeah. with their children. Yeah. And without their parents' authority for that matter. And, they're, and they, they tell the kids, don't even, don't tell your parents. You know, this is a, it's our little secret. <laughs> I, just, I, had, I had to have conversations with my kids, my young kids especially, saying if anybody at school... I, 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 when I was saying this, I couldn't believe that I was saying it. If somebody at school, a teacher, administrator, or otherwise said to you, don't tell your mom and dad, what do you do? And then, you know, he said, tell mom and dad. Exactly right. Exactly right. Because anyone who says that to you is, is seeking to do something really nasty to you. Okay. We're the only ones who actually give, give a crap about you, not these monsters. Okay. And don't let them think otherwise. And so I think they got it. But anyway, uh, that's now since we're in the transgender world, this is the next topic we want to talk about, which is the uh, horrific shooting in Nashville uh, by a transgender girl, um, meaning a, a, a girl, okay, who who thought that she wanted to be a boy, but whatever, it's a she, okay. So we're talking. Whenever I say she, it means a, a, an actual girl 
who was born with a vagina and has XX chromosomes, okay? That's what I say. Girl, she, her, that's what I always mean. I will never say, other than at gunpoint, <laughs> I will never say uh, that a girl is a boy. I never refer to her as a he and so on. Okay, so we're straight on that. Uh, so she goes and kills these people. And it turns out, I think she was 27, 28. It turns out that uh, she had gone to that school and she hated that school and she hated Christianity. Um, stuff is not coming out. The manifesto is, is coming out. And I, I, I think it's good that the manifesto comes out. Some people think, well, gosh, you know, I, I, I was turned around by this by, uh, I believe, Matt Walsh. Maybe it was Ben Shapiro, but uh, somebody said, well, if you, if you release a manifesto and let them express why they're doing something, it only gives the oxygen to the next person to do such, something similar because this way they'll get attention. Um, for, first of all, if people believe that, if they have that sort of rationality, they wouldn't be killing people in the first place. Right? They're not rational people. Okay, so, so you might as well release the manifesto. It's not going to stop them from doing it. No, no uh, would-be killer said, look, I was, I was planning to kill a lot of people, but you know what? I, I saw that I can't get the notoriety that I was really hoping for with my manifesto, so it's not worth it to me, baby. They said nobody, okay? It's not like they're singing this woman's praises at the White House. Yes. You know, like the manifesto is nothing compared to all the praises they're completely given this woman. And just to go like, because I have talked to like, you know, the you know mentally ill women, basically, the transgender men, they call themselves, but they're mentally ill women. That's how I see it. And God bless them. I, my family, me, I've definitely had some illness. I'm not perfect. But like they're giving them, one of the things they do is they give them testosterone. Testosterone makes them feel really good until it doesn't. And what I mean by until it doesn't, I don't know if you remember Barry Bonds from the San Francisco Giants. That was roid rage. That was from too much testosterone. Like you got guys who have way too much testosterone. They start doing very, very angry, violent things. Yeah. You do that experiment with women. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what would you expect? That's not a bad point. I mean, that's the biological side of it. And I think it's an important side of it. Uh, but this woman was encouraged. I think she had a sense of entitlement to go out and kill, uh, you know, the Democrats are always talking about, um, what is it, uh, the rhetoric, the political rhetoric or the media rhetoric or something rhetoric, right? Uh, like it started with, uh, what's her name, the, the woman who um, who was shot in Arizona? It was oh, a representative. No, not, not Tulsa Gabbard. No, um, yeah, I know. Gifford or something like that. Yeah, Gabby Gifford, yeah. Yeah, okay, so Gabby yeah. Gifford, a very nice lady, you know, very sensible lady, and thank God she came out of it alive. But nevertheless, uh, they, they blame the toxic rhetoric of the, the conservative voices. And they had nothing to actually glom onto, but they had to blame the conservatives one way or the other. Uh, but now they own it. Uh, so they have this rhetoric talk. And there's so many memes out there saying, you know, that, that uh, trans, transphobe deserve a little violence, right? There's one woman who um, I think she was a representative of, oddly enough, the Arizona governor, uh, saying uh, it was an elderly, crazy-looking lady with two guns in her hands saying, uh, us, when we uh, meet transphobes, right? People who are, you know, hostile to, to uh, transgenderate. And you, you think that wasn't encouraging people, really? I mean, I don't know if this, 
this monster, this this girl who who killed these people, saw such a thing. But I'm I'm sure they feel very, you know, emboldened to to exhibit violence and to to act violently. And they feel like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kill some some bad guys, meaning transphobes, right? People who are afraid. I mean, I love how they always psychologically analyze you instead of anti-transgender, right? They, you're not just anti-trans, you're also afraid of them. They, they, they analyzed you. Okay. Uh, and in this case, she decided that Christianity itself is hostile to transphobes and uh, to transgendered. And, uh, you know, they, they, why? Because they don't recognize that there's anything more than a boy and girl. And not only that, but they don't recognize the, the ability of a boy to become a girl and vice versa. Therefore, they should be shot. Right. That's that's what happened. And uh, don't tell me that wasn't rhetoric that that bled into this this crazy girl's head. I, I doubt that this would have happened in this particular situation. I doubt it would have happened. But for the violent rhetoric that was going on, uh, giving her a sense of entitlement to do what she did. Exactly. And like I've been in situations like I used to I've been in a bunch of different schools growing up and there's always somebody who steps up to you, tries to fight you. There's always people who are going to really hate you. And that's part of life. So if you're going to threaten to kill or empower yourself just in your mind that you're going to shoot up anyone who doesn't like you for any reason, Mm -hmm. like that's the most insane narcissistic thing in the world. Like most people don't care and there will be a handful that don't like you. Right. It, it is narcissistic. And when you have, I mean, just as a very simple example in the nonviolent version, um, but still awful, uh, it's always about the transgender's feelings, right? About, about this, this man who now wants to go into a woman's locker room. It's about his comfort and what he feels like. And he doesn't feel comfortable going to a man's locker room. Uh, but they never ask, well, how does it feel for the, the real woman in that locker room when they see somebody with a penis coming into the, you know, have you asked women about this, how they feel when, when a man comes into the, to the locker room or a bathroom? Do you, do you think they feel, oh, that's cool, that's jiggy, I, you know, he's transgender, I'm cool with that, said no girl ever, right? <laughs> Uh, my my daughter said it brilliantly. If 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 a transgendered uh, man, meaning whatever a biological man who think who thinks he's a woman, a really understood woman, if he really had that ability to understand women, then he would understand why the real women in that locker room don't want him in there. Right? Yeah. It's brilliant. It was a very straightforward point. But it's it, again, it's so narcissistic to use your word. And it's failing to see the beyond the immediate of their desires. It's it's such a childish way of thinking. They they, they don't balance the they they have no sense of balance of what might be on the other side of the argument, or they the balancing the hardships or the balancing the needs of of another side. The other side doesn't have any rights at all. The the the, the actual women there have no rights. No one talks about it at all. I I, I find it so bizarre. And no one's talking about it. And like when I was growing up and I did a lot of like I did varsity sports and stuff, not like cool ones. I did like cross country running and track. But like I never at that point was ever felt comfortable walking around fully naked in the men's locker room. There were guys who did. God bless them. 
I never did. There, there's been plenty of stuff that, like, in public, I have not felt comfortable with. I haven't wanted the entire public to change and give me new rooms and new all, like that, because I don't feel comfortable with one thing. Like, why is it one group that gets to not ask for the same privileges? Oh, I would like to be in it, but they want more privileges in that. Yeah, it is, it's, it's all narcissism, and, and they're feeding into the narcissism. Oh, you don't feel comfortable because of you, you're, what's going on in your little brain. You, you can't figure it out. Uh, you can't deal with it, so we're just going to pretend the entire world. It's like the holodeck on, on the Star Trek Enterprise, the, yeah. the next generation. You know, we'll just create this whole world just for you. And, and you can live in that fantasy land. And we all, we all have to participate. We have to pretend that you're a real woman because you say so. Uh, but but no one buys it. No one does. I mean, like, let's face it. You you see a, um, a a man who has gone through the full surgery with all the hormones and everything else. Okay, cut off his penis, but you put on a fake uh, a fake breast. You're you're like you're really you're grimacing, and I don't blame you. But he's he's got it all. He's done it all. Right, everything. About it. He's he's gotten full hair uh, removal so that. You know, he looks more soft in every way, more like a woman, like a real woman. And then he comes in and you say, that ain't a woman, <laughs> right? Of course not. The only way he could, and his desire is to fool you into thinking that he's a woman. If he doesn't think that he's fooling you, it, 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 it's awful in both directions. If he thinks he's fooling you in terms of that he's a real woman, because he managed to put it on enough makeup and to somehow suppress the Adam's apple, to create the fake boobs, to create the, you know, to get rid of the bulge in his pants. Um, and, and then wants you to think of that. And then he, you know, laughs at you behind your back. You don't know that he was not born a woman. Well, shame on him, right? Okay, so it just means you're a big faker. Now, if you think that everyone's noticing that you have the Adam's apple and that you were once a man and you're walking around with just a wig and, and things like that and you expect to be treated as a full-on woman, you're also fooling yourself. It, it's a, there's a, no one's looking at, look, I mean, it's no different than, I don't know, um, uh, an antelope pretending to be a bear. It does, okay, you could put on all the things or, or better yet, a kid who puts on a bear outfit and then goes, rawr. And then the parents will joke around and, and they'll, oh my gosh, Teddy, is that really you? Oh my God, I thought you were a real bear. No, Daddy, it was just me. Oh, okay, Teddy, thanks. Whoo, you scared me. Right? Okay, we can play that game. It, it's fun, right? But it's not real. We all know that. But this is, they, they, they think like little Teddy in the bear suit, that we're all thinking that he's a real bear. Right. And one of the things is like, I think, what do they call like um, women, like uh, people who menstruate or something like that or some kind of thing like that instead of woman. Yeah. Yeah, Something like some kind of weird thing. But it's like, let's say you get bottom surgery and they do certain things to carve out. The, The real thing with women is it goes to the womb. And just as a side note, womb man woman that's how it they've already done that of people who menstruate but like their menstruate like the menstruation they don't want to talk about the reality the thing that makes women 
among other things, miracles, is they can actually have a child inside of them growing. The child grows in the womb. That's the most extraordinary thing about them. And everything they try to do by going, not woman, women with wombs, people with wombs, or they, they try to dismiss that. Oh, people have meant to, that's not, you know, the bottom surgery is a mockery. You're just doing some kind of hint at what actually leads to what makes women miraculous. Like Teddy in the bear suit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same thing. He's not a real bear and, and he can think he's a real bear, but he's in that case, he's just a kid. It's understandable that kids' imaginations are, are wild. And that's why, why this whole uh, transgender stuff, certainly among adults, is, is a form of infantilizing. It's, it's letting them be, uh, they're living in fantasy land, just like kids tend to fantasize and have wild imaginations. That's great, but then, then you leave What's the, the Bible says? I, I then I become older and I I leave childish things. That's that's your job as an adult is to get past the things that you know you can't control, and and to accept what you have. Uh, they can't seem to do it. It's all about childishness. At the end of the day, what's really going on here is we're going to see a major uh, confrontation between the uh, transgendered allies in this case the left. And Christianity, what they're really trying to do, and, and Judeo-Christianity in particular, is they want to destroy the Judeo-Christian mindset. Somebody else wanted to do that once upon a time. His name was Adolf Hitler. Okay, if you actually read his books and his essays, that was his main mission. He wanted to destroy destroy the Judeo-Christian uh, basis foundation of civilization, and start anew with his vision of it. This is what the left is doing now. They're doing no different. They're just going about it differently. Hitler wanted to actually kill the Jews and get, so get rid of the people of the book, and then then he would move on to the Christians. What did he say? Uh, first Saturday, then Sunday, right? Um, that's that was his mission, and now we're seeing something very similar with different tactics. They're trying to destroy the difference between boys and girls, men and women. And once they get that to be accepted reality, and I put that in quotes, then they'll have an easy fight against the churches and the synagogues who don't play along. Because all of a sudden, uh, they, they're going to be robbed of their 501c3 status. They'll be, to, they'll be demonized. The churches will want to keep their pews filled. But they're so backwards, you know, they can't seem to understand that they're, that they're more than two genders, for one thing. And that one can become the other at will. Um, and so it, it's my, they're going to try to uh, analogize or liken the churches in the same way as if to say that they, they think that, that blacks should still be slaves. That's what, that's what it's going to be. Can you believe those guys? They can't seem to accept science. That's what they're going get, to get to. And, and that's going to be a major confrontation. And either the church will fight back and say, okay, you had your fun. This bullshit is not going to happen anymore, okay? We're done with it, and we're fighting you all the way and get the whole electoral process going on this, or they cave in. I'm concerned that they're going to cave in. That's, that's my main concern, and part of the reason why I think they might is because there's, there are so few Christians now than there ever were. I mean, it's the, the, the ratio of, of those believing in God versus those who are nuns, N-O-N-E-S, uh, is getting you know, smaller and smaller. So here you go. Exactly. But I, I, to give a little optimism in that and to push back because I am scared, but 
both Judaism and Christianity do have a long history of being put down, of people trying to wipe out. Like, it's not like this is, like, that's one of the things that's wonderful about this group. And it's, it's, there will be something else, but this group is very weak. If we can make them want to kill themselves by just calling them a different pronoun, like, and then compare that to the history of Christianity, history of Judaism, like, there's, it, there is kind of a stark contrast. Yeah, you you, you uh, call it Judaism. Um, it's, it's a unique pronunciation. I, 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 it's Judaism, but I like Judaism also. It's kind of cute. I, I like it. Not the night, only the day. <laughs> Judaism. <laughs> Judaism. Uh, all right. So, you, you, look, of course, you're right about this. Uh, it, it's a very astute point. Uh, yes, they, they've always, always been trying to get rid of us one way or the other. Um, and, and But I like your, your snowflake point. Uh, Point about the trans that all it takes for them to melt is for you to mispronounce or sort of misgender them. That's a verb now. I can't believe it. Anyway, to to call her a him and vice versa. Uh, and in, in some states, they actually proposed uh, massive fines if you misgender negligently, and twice that amount if you do it on purpose. Damn you! Right? That's that's a, a new thing. Um, I don't know that that can really stick because it's a First Amendment issue. Thank God for the First Amendment. But I don't have to accept you because you say that you're a woman when you're clearly a dude. Uh, you can think all you want in your own head, but just don't come and visit my little land, okay? Thank you. It is narcissism. It is dangerous. Um, and it is uh, very frail. Another point uh, to, to emphasize your point is like once you go transgender, it's kind of hard to have a kid, especially uh, as a man, you get rid of your penis. Uh, guess what? You're never going to have a kid. Okay. Never. Unless you, I guess, stored, you know, your sperm somewhere. Uh, good luck on that. Um, and then being raised with a transgender parent. I mean, just what I, I, I just don't see how stable mentally you can be. If, you, if this is the world, it's, it's an, it would be an embarrassment if I were to tell people, I don't know, to me, you know, the old days, you'd be embarrassed of a simple fetish like, oh, you know, I like, uh, not that I do, but there's some people who like foot, they have foot fetishes. They're just fascinating. They, they get sexually turned on by feet. Okay. And, and I would be, if, if I, if that were me, I'd be embarrassed to kind of announce it, that, that I had a foot fetish, but there it is. You know, I have a foot fetish, let's say, um, and then one day you find, I don't know, uh, in my, my computer, these pictures of, of women's feet. And I'm really, really excited about it. You'd be like, hmm, that's a little odd about Barack, right? Right? Yeah. But, but I'm, not, I'm not, I mean, that's nothing compared to the fetish of thinking that you're of the opposite sex. But they're not embarrassed about that at all. No, no, no. They're proud of it. But they, they would be embarrassed. If somebody kind of told them, yeah, I found out about your foot fetish, you want, you want me to tell it about your, to, to your wife or whatever, or that you, I don't know, that you had uh, an affair with another woman. That's, uh, that's, that's more embarrassing these days than announcing that you think you're the opposite sex. I think that's fascinating. Anyway, I, we, we really should move on to the next topic, which is uh, about this uh, Artificial intelligence. Okay, so that w w the, in the news right now, you're hearing more and more stories about how 
uh, America is concerned that we're unleashing something very dangerous by this artificial intelligence. And let's put a pause on it for six months while we kind of get our hands around it. Okay, first of all, nobody's agreeing to it. Okay, like Facebook's not agreeing to it, Google's not, unless you get those boys, the big boys involved in it, it doesn't have a chance of, of stopping, right? It's kind of like global warming, right? Unless you get China and India to agree to reduce their emissions, this is all academic. I mean, it's, it's so don't, don't put it all in America. And you do it at the, the peril of America too. Same thing here. Even if Google and Facebook and uh, all the other big players, Apple too, decided, hey, we're not going to do anything with uh, artificial intelligence because we, we agreed that there is a danger to this. You think China and Russia would stop in their development of artificial intelligence, really? So, so we'd only be hurting ourselves even more. So I'm against any sort of pause. Now, what is the artificial intelligence? What is it? Right? It's people... See, I, I, I'm going to suspect that you're not that terrified of it. Yeah, you're shaking your head also. I'm not either. And I, I'd guess that a lot of Jews and Christians who are devout, they're like, ah, it's, it's man-made. Can't, you can't mimic God, all right? It's, you can make a, 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 you know, a thought process, a, a computation much faster than a human could. And we've had chess uh, programs that can compute all sorts of probabilities much faster than any human can. We've had that for decades. You can, when you use a calculator, you're plugging in the number 456,000 times, you know, whatever, 6 billion and 32, you know, we could do that number. It'll take a long time for us to do it, but a computer will do it instantly before we, it seems like almost before we hit the, the equal sign, it, it already has the answer. It doesn't wait it does it because of artificial intelligence, figures it out. Somehow they, they were concerned about it now, more so than ever. Two things to say about this. When technology gets better and better, that's the moment that we begin to realize how amazing our own brains are, our own uh, biologies are. Right, the the cell, the the, the the attempt to mimic a cell, just one simple cell, is so so difficult for us to do, and so now we we appreciate it more. Right, hearing aids, hearing aids, they they thought, okay, well, just amplify the sound, you're good to go, but if you really want to try to mimic what how how humans actually hear, you'll discover that's more than just turning up the volume. That's a hell of a lot more. There's so many nuances in human hearing. And now we appreciate it, right? Same thing with the eye. You know, we, if you want to really see, if you want a robot to see like, like a human sees with all the nuances of it, not just, you know, floods of light coming into your, your system, um, that's very different. And the human eye, people are beginning to appreciate that. And now when they're talking about artificial intelligence, the idea of creating a term paper, for example, um, or writing a computer program, or even uh, doing a work of art for that matter. It's still garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you put in is what you get out. It might be faster. They might be able to gather the information faster than you can to do a research paper, for example. They can, they can uh, what is it, crawl throughout the entire inter uh, web and gather up all sorts of great information about the Gettysburg Address, for example, for Abraham Lincoln, and then analyze it. Okay, but have you actually tried it? I, I've tried it, yeah. um, and you know what? I'm unimpressed. 
they, they <laughs> I asked them to summarize um, one of my brother's movies. I asked them to summarize my own, my books, uh, summarize, you know, famous other books or even less famous other books. And they, they have this pattern and it always ends up like, while controversial, you know, while, while Lurie's books are controversial, um, he does raise the good points of such as that. Like, okay, this is, this is supposed to be flattering to me. They're only playing with my, my ego or they're trying to, I'm not impressed. A controversial, really. That's uh, although controversial. Like, okay, every book is controversial. Every, every book that is, so you're safe saying at the end of any summary of a book or a story that it's controversial. People agree with it. People disagree with it. Wow. Genius. This is just a, it's so easy to do. I would never present, by the way, they got the summary of my book quite wrong. <laughs> really, they did. Uh, they got a lot of things wrong about it. So I don't know. I, I think for basic things like, you know, uh, give me a chronology of the, uh, the American, American wars, for example. Okay. I think they'll do a good job, but that's about it. Um, and, and they'll gather some more information about it, but they can't analyze things the way we're analyzing uh, the Nashville shooter, the way we're analyzing the Trump indictment and the arraignment today, uh, or the way we're talking about artificial intelligence and its significance. They can't analyze it the way we're doing right now. That's, that's the difference. And that's, that makes us appreciate uh, the human mind all the more. Exactly. But I got to say, there's two different, like with Elon Musk things as well. I probably said it wrong. Elon, Elon, whatever. Um, it's, it's great marketing. It's like, ooh, new technology. We, we can't release it. It's going to, oh, like that's wonderful marketing. But what else it does is in certain periods of history, and of course, I'll be criticized for this, but, you know, the 1950s, 60s, going into space, that was a new frontier. That was something we could do, and we did. You know, like you have the 1850s, like you have like, um, what, a manifest destiny. There's like all this land to explore, to discover, to move down. That was a new frontier that we had. And again, with the transgenders, there's a theme. What is a child going to look forward to? Any intellectual thing? No. A computer can do it. Yeah. Great art? No. Computer can do it. Right. Like they're taking away any po like computing and what possible thing can humans do with this extra because it's basically extra RAM, you know, oh, no, you're not like it could be the other way, but they're like they want to tamp down. So there's no point for the kids to do. You know, it's uh, what you say is it, it triggers an idea in my own mind about it's about humanity. What, what makes us human? These the kids that say, what's the point of making an art project when a, when a, but it, but it makes us wonder, well, why have, why do we have art in the first place? I mean, a, a computer left alone to its own device without any human input whatsoever would never come up with art. There would, there'd be no reason for it. Likewise with music, likewise with humor. This, this is, these are, um, man-made inputs. Uh, so we're basically telling the computer, this is what humor looks like. This is what art looks like. Make something similar. Uh, no, that's not the way it works. It, it, it's a reminder, if anything, just like I told you about the hearing aids, about all the mimicking of the eye, of eyesight and the cell, for that matter. Now we're talking about the brain, the actual brain. There's no way. You cannot possibly mimic the human brain. Uh, and, and not with the analysis that we're doing right now, this, this moment. No computer will come up with it. None. Okay? And the, the, there's one simple reason. There is no free will 
in a computer. We, we will never, and, and there's no consciousness. So you can mimic consciousness. You can have this computer say, I, and what do you think? And ask questions and, and you know, make a, a semblance of a conversation. And you, just like, you, like a transgender could fool you into thinking that he's a woman when he's really a man, you know, this computer may, may th make you think that he's really real. I mean, it's funny that we're talking about transgenderism, uh, but now it's really transhumanism. They want you to think that this computer is a human. And he never will be. It will never be, right? Um, no matter how much of a man or a woman he looks like, it will never be. And I, and I spoke about this a lot in uh, my book, Rise of the Sex Machines, but people are so desirous and so easily gullible to believing that a man could be a woman if you can believe that, if you really do believe that, then you, then you will easily fall to believe that a machine is a human or a living thing and that you can love it and marry it and all those things. That's, not, that's totally uh, believable in my mind. Now, Christians and Jews won't, won't fall for that crap. They won't. It just won't happen uh, for, for all sorts of reasons that I explain in the book. But it's, it's a fascinating thing that we're descending into that. And that's their problem. As far as I'm concerned, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think you are too. Look, this might be a good sign for Christians and Jews at the end of the day. Let them weed themselves out. I mean, they're doing it, right? The, the transgender stuff, they'll never have kids. Uh, but we Christians and Jews will have plenty of kids. And they'll weed themselves out. They'll go into crazy land. Fine. You know, they'll be masturbating all, you know, for, for decades uh, and then they die and they, without any kids, and that's that. Okay. And the same thing with, you know, sex robots, which will inevitably come about. I, I say that it'll be a very real thing, very common among people in the, by the year 2030. Um, and then, uh, and, and they actually expect us to believe all this stuff. So, I, I, but we, it's a little bit like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Where I think that's what the book is, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. yeah where all these other kids are there, they get easily distracted and then they kind of fall into the chocolate vat, right? The other kid gets sucked in by the Oompa Loompas and there's the gum that lasts forever. And, and, and the creepy thing about the movie is that all these kids kind of go away. They just disappear. And only Charlie survives. He's the last one standing. And the reason why he's the last one standing is he didn't get distracted. He focused on just doing the right thing. He didn't have to work very hard at it, by the way. And he still gets the keys to the kingdom, as it were. I'm not speaking religiously. Uh, he gets the keys to the chocolate factory, right? Now, that's all he had to do. He didn't have to do much. That, that, that to me is amazing. And we Christians and Jews just stay the path. Like, no, God is real. Nothing else uh, you know, is, a, everything else is a pretense of it. So that's, that's what we're seeing. Everything is just fake. From the transgendered world to the to the indictment of Donald Trump, that's fake too. Uh, to this artificial intelligence, and we're we're pretending as if it's real. It's not. You can't take away humanity's free will, and and we are discovering that. The more we try to attempt it, the more we attempt to to actually create a machine that has free will, the more we should appreciate what free will really is. All right, folks. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk with you next week.
the stew.